Hello, everybody. Welcome to the American Arbitrage Reseller Hello. Podcast. That's Don. Where can they find you, Don, <laughs> um, on social media? Where can they find oh, you? Oh, uh, I am 1851 AD, Furniture and Decor. I am on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, uh, but I don't really post on there. I don't. I think I only have like a couple of things that I've put on pictures. And then... Um, our Etsy is under 1851, and yeah. our uh, eBay actually is under 1851, but it's ran by American Arbitrage. We have three sales now on our Etsy so far. And you're going to start posting, you said, right? Yes, I am literally going to start focusing on doing the posting on Etsy. Uh, Carrie loves that idea because then that's yeah, one less thing he has to do. Amen. But he'll have to ship it, which he hates. I hate, hate, hate shipping. Well, let's hope I post a lot and sell a lot, and then you... <laughs> I guess that's a good problem to have, right? Oh, gosh, yes. For sure. And I'm American Arbitrage, a.k.a. Carrie. How do I say that? A.k.a. American <laughs> Arbitrage. I'm Carrie, and you can find me um, on TikTok, Instagram. I am on Pinterest, and I have been posting. Um, I'm on Snapchat now. Facebook I don't post on, but I'm there. And then YouTube. I've been doing a lot of uh, the short videos on a lot of different places, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on in the podcast. Yeah. But. We kind of want to go ahead and go over our, our fun weekend. We had fun picking and spending with the family. So, uh, what what do you what did you find this weekend? If so, we went down to St. George to visit your dad and your stepmom and do deliveries and we, do deliveries. We do deliveries. That's part of why we decided to start, start going down monthly yeah. was so we could open up our delivery area and have an excuse to visit your family. <laughs> so we were like, we, excuse we can't go anywhere, Vegas. any vacation, <laughs> anything without picking or doing something business related. Always. That's just how we are. So we went down there. I found a lot of stuff this weekend. Um, I found that lot of vintage sports pennants. So from like the 1970s, I'd say, maybe oh, yeah. late 60s, all the way up to the early 2000s. And the best pennant, I have to tell you all about this pennant I found. It's a 1979 NCAA championship pennant mm -hmm. from the championship game, which was in Salt Lake City. Now, some of you basketball aficionados may know <laughs> what happened in the 1979 NCAA I'm championship. You are? <laughs> I know. Well, then what happened? Um, they played basketball. They did. Somebody won and somebody lost. Well done. Okay, did yeah. I win? Yeah, you're like you're like that you're like Sherlock Holmes over there. Or what was I going to say? The guy from that. What was that new show where that we saw with Daniel Craig, um, where he oh. solved the murder or something oh, I don't in that know. family? We're making a big deal about it. That oh, uh, knives out, knives yeah, out. Okay, you're like the new Daniel Craig. Um, but yeah, it was the championship game between Indiana State and Michigan State, which was the one year that Larry Bird oh, wow. played Magic Johnson in the NCAA finals, oh, that's and Magic cool. Johnson won. Um, he only played one year in college, so Magic Johnson went from winning the high school state championship. If you want some useless knowledge there, to winning the NCAA championship in 1979. And in 1980, they won the NBA championship with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the Lakers. Oh, so wow. So he went straight. That is cool. He went from high school championship to college championship to NBA championship in three straight years. That's insane. It is. That's It, it, it probably would never happen again, uh, especially since you can't, um, well, you yeah, it would be tough because you'd have to have a really good team coming in. And I don't know how it was back then, but I don't know anybody else who was on that Michigan State Is that team. one in the pennant you already sold, or is that one? No, I haven't be? sold that one yet. I've sold some of the other ones. So we'll talk a little bit about that, because that's the interesting thing, and kind of like the topic of this podcast, which is using well, other... Well, I'm going to talk about wine finds. Well, yes, no, I'm just saying what, what, the, <laughs> what the topic is, is going to okay. be about other places other than eBay and whatnot to sell on one particular place that we've been having success with. Yeah. What were some of your best finds? 
Oh, would you? Well, let me. Let's finish with you first. Is that your best find or your uh, favorite? The pennants find? were my favorite, and then I found a bunch of hats. I loved the hat find. They were a little pricey. I paid. I paid up for them. They were four dollars a piece, and they were fitted. I don't really like fitted hats. Yeah. I like. I like snapbacks to resell and to wear. Uh, the good. It's probably good that they were fitted because I'm not keeping any of them. But <laughs> yes. I. Um. I spent four dollars a piece. I got about twenty of those. Um. Maybe a little less. Maybe more like sixteen or seventeen. And I sold some of those right away as well. So I've made a good portion of my money back on those. So those were good. Outside of that, um, I think I don't... one of your good ones is that toy of that little monster. Oh, yeah. See, there's so many things, <laughs> like random things. I sold, I got a lot of 20 to 15 to $25 items. I remember the pennants and the hats because they were in a big lot. Yeah. Um, even though most of those are like in that 15 to $20 range each. Um, but yeah, I found a Boga Lizard is what his name is. Mm-hmm. And it's a 2005 Star Wars Boga Lizard. He was in a 249 um, bag of toys at Savers in Vegas. And you said he was actually considered somebody's horse. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's Obi-Wan's horse, but he's a lizard. But, okay. um, that's an what interesting, movie is that from? It's from Revenge of the Sith, which I think is the last one of the new mo- movies they did oh, back then. I mean, I there's remember. newer movies now, but yeah. of the original um, ones they did 20 years ago. And those are mid, this is going to be nerdy, but with Star Wars, (laughs) vintage Star Wars sells really well. So 1977 through 1983, the three major movies. Then they came back with Kenner in 1995, I believe, and just produced a massive amount of Star Wars Is that when they redid those? It was before they redid the movies. I don't know if that had something with exciting people about the movies. Um, It might have been once they announced, but they were actually the original characters usually and stuff like that. So they overproduced those ones in the 90s straight into the era when they started making the movies too. That the era, new ones that nobody liked? Yeah, like The Phantom Menace and yes, everything. That one. But not as many people liked. I still thought it was okay, but... <laughs> okay. Just saying. Um, but those ones, those toys weren't worth much either. But it seems that after that second part of the trilogy was done, the Star Wars toys that were made in the mid-2000s to like basically modern times are a little bit better. Really? Some of the modern stuff that came out with The Force Awakens and some of the newer movies are not that popular as far as um, price and everything. But the mid-2000s to like the mid-2010s, for whatever reason, Clone Wars, um, the cartoons, all these other different Star Wars ones they did. Uh-huh. Uh, those toys, a lot of times loose out of the package, are like 15, 20 bucks a piece. Oh, In wow. the package, 50, 100. <clears throat> so yeah, that stuff is stuff to look out for if you guys... I want to get into toys more for sure. What's some of your uh, better finds or your favorite finds? Um, I would say <clears throat> I've been trying to kind of find things. I'm going to start posting, like we said before, on the Etsy. So I've been really looking. I said no furniture. I did really good this time. You I almost only got, did it. I, I, well, no. Almost. Would you consider that a piece of furniture? Well, is it furniture? <laughs> yeah, but it's a small, small piece. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, it's just a small little entry table. It's nothing big. Okay, so um, not furniture. It's technically furniture, but it's just a small one. No, you believe get me. get furniture first off. We no, just don't have I do not. Space. I do not need any more furniture. I told myself, did I not do good? You did I good. I did not look for anything. I didn't have on... to lift anything that threw my back out this time. <laughs> I didn't look on uh, Facebook Marketplace at all for furniture this time. I, re- I stayed off of it. I did very good. Um, but we did see this at the thrift store. That's the only reason I picked it up. It was at the thrift store and it was a good deal. I saw it first, actually, I think. Yeah, he did. And 
Um, so it's basically my his time. fault. It's his fault. We're blaming it on him. <laughs> but um, I love that piece of furniture. It will be one that I have to redo. So I liked that one. And then since I'm doing, going to dive into Etsy, I've been looking for boho style items, uh, mid-century modern. That seems to be, or even real vintage items like Pyrex or, or uh, Tupperware, those, those kind of things. Or even vases or whatever. Um, stuff that I normally would stay away from. But I'm actually going to try and learn uh, that that part of the... The reselling, uh, the glasswares, the kitchenwares, things we normally typically would never buy, which is like uh, glass milk or uh, anything. Milk jugs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, just nothing glass. We've always tried to avoid that, but um, I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a try. I would say that's probably my favorite thing is maybe not even just the items I found, but the things I'm going to learn from these items is what I should and shouldn't be doing. <laughs> really, that is my favorite thing about reselling is constantly having new areas you can get into if you're if you're in the mood to get into them. So you've been, been following some Etsy sellers lately and you've been seeing what they're selling as far as mid-century modern glassware and other things. And you've just decided, heck, I'm going to go for it. Yep, I'm going to start I learning am. about it. I'm going to get into it. And, and you even got so excited that you're thinking about posting now, which is I am, amazing. I am. I'm going to try and really take fun. over. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to try and take over the Etsy and do all the posting. So we'll see how it goes. He has to f uh, first teach me. And he said I could even go uh, on and probably start posting on uh, eBay. eBay as well. Well, you could have done that before, haven't you? You used to post on the eBay before yes, I we did. were together. And then when we started the business, we just merged the business with the, the eBay that you had already just to make it simple. Um, and we've been doing, I've been doing that for seven, eight years and I was doing eBay before that as well. So we had some good, good finds when we were down we there. We did. We did. We had, I would say nothing amazing, like, like a million dollar fine or $200 <laughs> fine. Well, if we did but that, we found quite a few things. Yeah. We found a lot of smalls. That's mostly what I said I'd focus on. So that's what we did. Um, it was, uh, it was fun. I found a lot of things and now I'm going to give it a try. Right on, right on. One of the things that Carrie did this weekend that uh, we're going to go into is uh, um, he he actually posts uses his Instagram to sell some of his items uh, before he even has a chance to post on the, the eBay or, or any of those other things. So I thought that was interesting, and that's really what we kind of want to talk about this podcast is about another selling platform. Uh, and it's not a, <clears throat> sorry, it's not a platform people think of exactly. naturally That's, as a selling Yeah, platform. yeah. So you can sell, well, you can sell right off of your Instagram, which we've seen people use that platform several different ways to sell off of. But the way that Carrie's been doing it is really interesting because uh, I personally have never sold anything in a story. I have posted on my Instagram and sold things directly off of the main uh, main page. A lot of people have actual stores attached to their Instagram that yeah, people can yeah. shop. Or they post on their main page basically as if it was an eBay listing where it shows several pictures of an item. Then it says uh, milk glass vase, $15 measurements, and it says DM. If you're the first person to DM or marks or say sold, comment sold, and DM me your your billing info or whatever, I've seen several people use Instagram that way as yeah. a selling platform. But Carrie's done it really interesting. Why don't you tell him about it? It's interesting. It's kind of a merge between what I've always been doing with the social media stuff since, I mean, 
since I started social media, which is the last year and a half. Yeah. It's kind of what I've been doing with that mixed in what I've been doing for a decade, which is selling. It's kind of like social selling. So when you go on your stories, I'm not... A story is a 24-hour, basically, item that somebody can look at. It could be a video. It could be a picture. It could be a, a, couple, a couple other Anything, different types yeah. of things. Um, and people can look at them for 24 hours, then they disappear. And I found that that's a real fun way to interact with followers and interact with people who are interested in the same stuff I am. So, you know, at the start of the day, I might be like going to the DI or something, show a picture of the DI or my car or whatever. And then I'm showing, you know, I'm doing short videos and I'm showing um, what I'm finding. And what I noticed as I was kind of showing stuff... Well, or, when you started first doing yeah, it? Yeah, even when I was like going through my cards, I'm like, this is a place where I can go through my cards where people who are interested can stick through. If they're not interested, they don't have to look at the <laughs> exactly, stories. Exactly, yeah. And then people would start going, you know, is this for sale? Is that for sale? Is this for sale? Is that for sale? And I'm like, I did know that people sold on stories. I, mm. I, did, I, I followed some people who do that really well, like Rally Roots does an amazing job with their vintage shirts and stuff like that and shoes that they sell um, everywhere. But I've noticed them sell it on stories particularly. Uh -huh. Um, and I just started throwing some stuff up. I'm like, I got all these items. Any interest is how I started it. Any interest? And I, I was surprised how quickly, you know, some of the things, not everything got attention, yeah. but how some of the things people had interest. And they're like, how much, you know? And then as long as you're reasonably priced, like I am in pretty much any of the platforms I'm on because I want to sell stuff. Yeah. I've had really, really, really good success. When they see that story... They actually basically send you a message. You can send a comment right on that story. There's like a little area, but I believe. But the, the other people don't see the comment, only Exactly. You so somebody could see your picture <clears throat> um, and then just comment on it, and it goes directly to your DMs. DMs yeah. And with Instagram, you know, you have like your, your regular DM file with people you talk to in general, where it's people you've never talked to. So um, either way, I'm going to see their message, um, and then I'm going to answer them. Yeah. And then we could work out a deal. And the best part is you can avoid fees. You can do Venmo. Yes. Of course, you know, if somebody wants to do PayPal uh, goods and services, I'm not going to say no. Of course, if somebody wants to do it and feels yeah, more comfortable, yeah. I'll pay a fee. It's not really so much about fee avoidance or avoiding fees um, through these platforms that we're selling on. It's about how easy it is to sell. Yes. Because I am taking pictures of this stuff before I leave the thrift shop. I'm not, you know, doing all the stuff that I have to do to prepare an eBay listing. You know, or having even, perfect lighting, all that stuff. Or even a TikTok video or, or anything, a, yeah. uh, a a post on the main page of your Instagram. You don't have to sit there and go through all that. It's just uh, stories are I'm so I'm literally quick, throwing right? a hat on a table, taking a picture. Like, and bam. I did put the sizes when I was doing the hats. <clears throat> and how at that time I put how much I was asking. A lot of times I don't even put how much I'm asking. Yeah, so it's quicker. And it's quicker. And then, uh, so that's what we did with the pennants that I found and with the hats so that I found. And I pretty much made my investment back on the pennants and the hats, which was probably like like almost $160, $170, the investment in both of those lots. I've made most of that money back just off selling things through Instagram before I even get a chance to yeah. post on eBay when mm -hmm. I get home. Because I don't really have a setup at the in-laws' house to do pictures and post. I don't really want... And also the benefit of posting it on Instagram are people who are already interested in your stuff. They're yeah. already following you. So it's not just some random person looking through your eBay listing. Exactly. And, and maybe taking a little bit more time to sell. These are people... Some of them t sometimes just buy stuff from you because they like to support you. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, I finally get to buy something. Um, and here we go. Now I don't have to do it through I love eBay. that too because it's like... It's a fun way to... To and I do this with other people. I bought things from people. Like it's a fun way to support people that you enjoy, you yes. know, their content. But you're also getting something in return. That's the best way. 
I, I feel like supporting other resellers personally is like you can buy something from them. You're getting an item, mm-hmm. but you're also helping them out in their in their purpose and what they're doing, which is reselling or, or talking about reselling. And um, I've really, really enjoyed it. This last weekend, not this one, but the one before, I sold more on Instagram than I did on eBay and Facebook. And this weekend, it was close. I did a little more on eBay because I posted quite a bit coming down on the trip yeah. um, in the car. So I had a lot of posting up. And I hadn't been posting a ton on eBay either the weekend before. So that might eBay was a little down and Instagram was a little up. So it kind of worked out that way. Yeah. Uh, when I first started posting on Instagram, <clears throat> excuse me, I actually did, I think it was maybe one of the first or second posts I ever did. I actually sold something on my Instagram from the shop. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've sold through Instagram as well. Uh, some people who follow me on several platforms, they just chose to, it's a lot easier to contact people through, uh, DMs on Instagram, it seems, than like TikTok or something. Yes, way easier. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've sold through Instagram as well, I, but just off of my basic posts. I've never tried to sell anything through stories, but I do show, like, the progress of my painting, a piece of furniture or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Through, uh, through that, and then I have people say, oh, I want to see the finished project. Let me see what it looks like when you're done. And then sold them thereafter, but through maybe my Facebook uh, business page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's Instagram is a great way to sell things um, to, to people. But also, it's another way for you to get um, your uh, followers, people getting interested in you and stuff like that. And it seems like it's been working really well uh, for, for Carrie or whatever. Um the one thing I noticed about Instagram for myself is it's very volatile. Uh, your Instagram yeah, is. It is. So your followers literally will go up and down all day. I lose thirty or forty people <clears throat> every day on Instagram. But um, then, how many do you usually gain? More usually. There's some days where I'm going down on Instagram, uh-huh. but I'd say eighty percent of the time I'm going up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's happened to me. I, I'm not kidding you. It is so. One minute you're like up 20 people, and then like 10 minutes later you're down on like TikTok. Uh, I notice once they follow you, they tend to stay following you. And the same on Facebook uh, business page I have and everything. Um, Carrie just started Snapchat, so I don't know anything about that. Yeah, so that's a whole other thing. I'm always super curious about... So me and Don were talking about this before the podcast, is if you're a reseller, you know, in 2021, yes. it's more than just reseller. posting on... Yeah, it's more than just reselling in a sense. Um, you're not just posting on eBay and, and going about your day. You are, but you're, there's so many other things you can do to increase. You kind of want to have a name for yourself out there. And you can market you know, what you're doing, which yes. is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that can help you with your sales. So if you're just starting on Instagram, let me tell you this. I did not have a personal Instagram. We had a business one. And I started American Arbitrage in November of 2019. So a year and a half ago with zero people. Up until like 10 months ago, I had like 2,400. And a 1,000 of those came uh, that month or two when they were talking about banning TikTok. So I was only at like about 1,500. And everybody was talking about that. So I got some people who were like, I like American Arbitrage. I guess I'll go follow him on Instagram just in case. Uh But what really blew me up on Instagram, because I'm at over 27,000 now, was Reels, which is basically TikToks. So I realized for whatever reason, it's a talent and a skill that I've learned I'm not saying I'm the best or anything, but it's a skill that I've learned over the last year and a half is this short form video. So I'm thinking if I'm going to make it on other platforms and get my name out on other platforms, that's the way I'm going to do it. Yeah. So if you're, so uh, like he's going into is 
reselling is just part of it nowadays as far as if you notice a lot of the resellers want to also be influencers or or they just want to tell their story they want to show uh, their daily life picking and, and everything and it also gives out information for people other people how to start their own uh, business and maybe be able to quit that nine to five so not only are you now uh, doing it to resell to make money that way is a lot of people are leaning towards hey can I make money as being an influencer and that's where that the doing all these videos and everything can take you down that path you literally and this is literally what I've done I've said literally four times um, <laughs> Show okay. your life. Show what you do. Show what you're passionate about. All I'm doing is showing what I would do normally, whether I was showing people or not. Exactly. And I've just showed that, and it's gained following on a couple platforms that have made me money. I do make a good living just off the videos alone now, not yes. on my picking and my eBay and everything else. And it's something, I'm telling you all, is totally within your grasp. And I think the quickest way is to really get skilled on this short-form video format from yes. TikTok. Because I'm taking that over on TikTok... Um, I just started using InShot, which is a new app where I can just, uh, without a watermark, post everywhere. So I'm posting every video I do, almost every video I do, on TikTok, Instagram Reels. I started Snapchat Spotlight, which is the Snapchat competitor for TikTok and uh -huh. Reels. Uh, YouTube Shorts, which is just starting to appear uh, fairly easily on people's cell phones. And I just barely app. got yeah. that on mine this week, and I've watched my first round of YouTube Shorts. I kind of didn't get it. I was so used to the TikTok. And you use TikTok, so and and I, 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 with TikTok, it's it seems a little bit more simpler. But I, I didn't find any place where I could go in and just like search. Here's the problem with YouTube Shorts right now, in my opinion. What do you think it is? They don't have an algor their algorithm set up right now. Because when I went on, it was just random stuff, uh, and yes, it never exactly. it never learned anything. With TikTok, what makes TikTok so powerful? And we were talking about this on a live the other day. Is like. Um, I love YouTube, right? I yes. watch YouTube a lot. Do you watch YouTube? No. Does your dad watch YouTube? No. Um, I love TikTok. I watch TikTok. Do you watch TikTok? Yes. Does your dad watch TikTok? Oh, he's Obsessively. addicted. He's obsessed. He can't even walk down the hallway of he the house. He walks with his phone down the hallway on TikTok. So it's just more approachable to a larger amount of people who don't want that deeper connection with, with resale or whatever they're into. They're, 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 they're video game people, whoever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just much more accessible as a it's way. It's easier, that platform's easier to use, too. And it's easier to use. And the pro, and, and the part of why TikTok is so addicting for your dad, you, and me, is whenever you watch something, you don't even have to like it. They know you watch it. I've watched a video a couple times through just being confused. And then they, <laughs> like, I didn't necessarily like the video. I'm like, what? A, I don't what get the I joke. Watching? I'm reading the comments to understand what they're saying or if it's an optical <laughs> illusion or some weird. And then, then they start showing me those. And I'm like, I Just didn't even necessarily want those. On, yeah. And that, and YouTube does not do that yet. But as soon as YouTube does, I'm going to be prepared. I'm putting out a couple shorts every single day. They're not doing particularly good, and that's okay. Occasionally, one will hit the algorithm. I'll do a uh -huh. thousand or three thousand. But um, I'm going to be ready. If I'm going to make it um, in other platforms, more than likely, it's going to be through the short video format. Also, we are talking another reason is people's attention spans now are very short. They need the next thing to kind of get their endorphins going, to get them excited. That's why TikTok works so perfect is because it's constantly showing you something new. Um, so YouTube Shorts is trying to, to compete with this. Um, I don't... I honestly didn't like the platform as far as that. Maybe it's because 
I haven't been on it, so it doesn't know an algorithm for me. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Did it show you? I've been on a couple times and still. Does it show you the things that you're into? Not or it, yet. Like mine was just on weird things. And like it's a, weird too. People water skiing and then it hops into a ballerina and then it hops in. I'm like I. And that would not. If that was how TikTok worked, TikTok would not be popular. TikTok, TikTok <laughs> is popular yeah. because it knows what you watch. <clears throat> yes. It's like the YouTube algorithm, but on steroids by a lot. Um, and if YouTube gets that algorithm down and then people start, you know, I'm, I'm setting myself up because I have aspirations to, to grow on YouTube as well. And I'm setting myself up for if shorts work on YouTube, yeah. that I will have a library of reseller content that people can go to. Well, let me ask you this. Does Instagram have an algorithm? Yeah, they do, definitely. Because I noticed it's not uh, as much as TikTok, uh, as far as what I've watched, it shows me the same things. It seems to be mostly I see the things of people I follow. Kind of like Facebook, but a little bit a little bit more into different things. It's not as good as TikTok <clears throat> as far as the algorithm, I think. But I, I do know this, and this is how I can say that there's an algorithm... That's somewhat powerful on Instagram reels right now is because when I have a video do uh -huh. well on TikTok, it does well on Instagram almost every time. Oh, like really? I did that prehistoric find one where I found the T-Rex phone. It did 1.5 million on TikTok in a week and it's at about 188,000 on Instagram, which is pretty good. So it's not at a million. Sometimes I get a million on both of them, but that one oh, is wow. above uh, overperforming the other reels. Yes. And then on YouTube, it's like at 70. What? So 70 views total. Um, so it's just like the algorithm on YouTube, not saying that that video is great. I'm just saying it, it, there's, it's not, it, it's definitely not on the algorithm that TikTok and Instagram's on. And I think if they want that to work, um, they're going to have to fix that. We could talk about the social media angle of reselling all day. It is so huge to get your name out there. Yes, Let people know who you are, what you do, what you find. <clears throat> and it's not even really about sales. Sales will come. But community is much more powerful than sales. You you get you get to meet people. You get to enjoy and love what you're doing. And you get, learn. You learn, so you could. So it, it does help you that way. And also, you you meet people that you know know you like this kind of stuff, and they're like, "Hey, I found a lot of this." Yeah, and, you, you know, have that it, with a few people. Several people, and it's awesome. And it was not a thing I was expecting. And I've also been posting these videos on Pinterest too. I don't know what it means, <laughs> but it says I have two thousand. Point one monthly viewers, so Ooh. kind of a big deal on Pinterest. Right? <laughs> I don't even understand Pinterest. I actually, what I should be doing is going through Pinterest and actually looking at stuff. I have been watching some of the stuff on Pinterest and scrolling. What's just crazy to see is I what didn't the experience even know they had like. that type of stuff on Pinterest. I'm always on there looking at my painted furniture and, and the next thing uh, idea I want to do on that. I never thought they had uh, resellers on Pinterest. And it's all just about. Letting people know what you do so that you can get your name out there. And once you, once people get to know you and hopefully like you, you know, I guess uh -huh. you can't control people like you, but, um, then people will check out your store. They'll, they'll want to support you. You see this with YouTubers all the time. They yes. have so many, merch. yeah, merch and so many viewer buyers and stuff like that. Um, it's a, a real thing that's really inspirational to, 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 I'm sure the YouTubers and stuff that get that. So, and I mean, I get people coming on my eBay and stuff from TikTok and everything, but it's. I think the way of the future, and we've even talked about if if TikTok, if all this stuff went away, I can guarantee you short form video will content not. will not. Maybe the platform may change and evolve. Um, maybe even the style will be different. I don't know. Maybe it'll be shorter, longer. It'll be uh, in a microchip in your head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm just saying it will be there because it's a, it's a way of storytelling. And I think there is a definite value in, as opposed to watching a 15 minute video, which there's a definite value in about all these things to look out for. There's a value in that because there's so much information, but there's also a value in three things in 30 seconds when you don't, when you're just scrolling through. Yeah. You know? I, I, I know in both. that people's attention uh, spans are just way shorter these days. And it's also they like, seem to be more interested in more, 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 faster, faster, faster. Do you know what I mean? It's, and, uh, the, the like that's why I don't think I've ever watched a YouTube video really is because I don't got time to sit there and watch an hour long woman painting her piece of furniture when I could literally see the same thing on TikTok in a quick broken down segment like kind of what I do I did this 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 boom I don't you know on on the YouTube it's uh, the video I have watched, it's her painting telling me about her day and where she took her kids to uh, the baseball game. And then after that, she made hot dogs for dinner and then all this stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, I just kind of wanted to know your technique on how I you would use this. Now, that, that would be good for feel. some people as far as, you know, maybe they, they want to listen to that while they're making their dinner or while they're folding their laundry or while they're out mowing their lawn. It's a mood thing. Or whatever. Kind of like a podcast. I yep. mean, if there's something you can just put in your ear and still do your daily routine, then fine. But I, I just, I personally just want the information quick and easy to review again if yep. I have questions because then that information will come back just as quick as the first time I watched it. I don't want to have to scroll through a hour long video to the 20 minute mark and, and, and watch all of that crap again. I want to be able to just have it quick and easily at my, you know, convenience. I think that's an interesting point because in my opinion, it's kind of a mood thing. Sometimes you're, you're wanting that in-depth thing. A lot of times when I'm watching YouTube, I have YouTube Red so I or Premium, so I can actually take the screen off and do other stuff and have it playing oh, like a podcast. Okay. Uh-huh. So I think there is value to that, and there's obviously people watching that, obviously. Yes. But I, I'd love to know like how many people complete the video compared to actually start the video. I'm sure that's a lot lower than the amount of people watching the video, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what I feel like TikTok is, is it opens you up. Or, or these short-form videos. It uh, opens Instagram's short-forms. Yeah, yeah or... it opens you up to a lot more people that you can help and a lot more people seeing what you're doing consistently. Yeah. And, and all of this will, if you incorporate it, you know, increase your sales, help you become a better seller, learn. So I encourage everybody, if you're not on Instagram, if you're not on TikTok, I know I say this every time and many of you have told me, um, and somebody recently said, I just started my TikTok because you guys um, said to Yes, start. selling platform or social media is another form of a selling platform. It's integral. And... Not only that, but eventually it could become another way for you to earn income based off of what you're already doing. You can make it, you can be the whole package, basically, as they say. Uh, there are some really cool things going on right now on Snapchat and YouTube. Tell them about that. I will. And I'll just start with this. When I started TikTok a year and a half ago, and I started like about four months in when I started to get some followers, people were like, but why? You can't monetize it like YouTube, right? That's what they were telling me. Yes. People said that all the time to me. How do you monetize it? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, but I, if it. you build a platform, this was what was in my head. I'm like, and I told Donna, if I just build something, something will come of it. So I built it. And then first thing that, that fell was that TikTok was going to start paying the creators and the creator fund. Uh -huh. That happened. Not a ton of money, but you do make money doing that. Um, you're not allowed to talk about the specifics, but I do well with that. 
And well, then, you can tell them that you have to have 10,000 followers. You have to have 10,000 followers to do that, yes. And then that happened, but the more interesting thing, and I'll get to what you're asking about Snapchat and YouTube, just kind of as a sequence here, um, is, is as I got the TikTok up and we talked about last time I started getting sponsorships. Yes. Because when you have views and you have attention, people followers, pay yep. for that. So now I have, I have sponsorship. I make money on that. And then Snapchat offered um, a million dollars every day to use their spotlight, um, to, to send out to spotlight so members. Creators. Their creators, the people making the TikTok short videos are called uh, spotlights. They're called spotlights on Snapchat. Yes. So if you make a spotlight and it's like in the top hundred spotlights of the day, you will get a payout. I've seen people get 15, 20,000, no joke. More, I've heard people getting more than that. Yes, 70,000 on one day from, from mm -hmm. videos. Now you have to probably get in the three, four, five, 800,000 view in a day thing, which has happened to me on TikTok. Um, but it hasn't happened I think to it's me. a little too niche um, on Snapchat right now, uh, my content, unless I find like a super cool buried treasure or something, which is possible. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to keep putting that stuff out there because you never know with social media. You literally never know. You never know. We yes. had our friend Dusty Frog who had been doing videos for a while. She's had good success and she had that video just pop off just recently. Yeah. And it was like her other videos. It was a good video, but it wasn't too much different than what she had been doing. But for whatever reason, it hit the that algorithm. One, that one hit the algorithm and she got over like 50,000 views now, I think on that yeah. one video. The one thing about uh, the Snapchat deal you were saying, you were talking about is you do not have to be uh, monetized. Nope. It is for anybody. You could do a Snapchat. Anybody. A Snapchat spotlight right now or real or TikTok, whatever you want to call it first video ever and if it does well you will get paid yep they you contact don't have to you sign up for anything yep. you don't have to nothing if if your video takes off you could be one of the ones that gets the money they just contact you like a week or two after to let you know if you're one of the people and then uh they you have to put in your real. bank account it's information legit. and they uh, wire it to you i believe and then youtube is doing the same thing Tell youtube them about is that. doing something similar i don't know the exact details on that but they're also uh, obviously, you can monetize your your videos, which I'm monetized on YouTube. Uh -huh. But with obviously with tick with the shorts, YouTube. the videos are so short uh, that they're not very profitable for in the classic monetization. So YouTube announced, I think, two or three weeks ago, that they were going to start paying out uh, YouTube short creators as well, probably in a similar way to TikTok. But that has not been official yet. I've heard Reels is thinking about doing that as well. No, YouTube's doing the million dollar thing again. Yeah, they're, I don't, they're doing the same thing, but I don't know, I don't exactly know how their the payouts details. are. I don't know if it's a day. I'm <clears> not sure, to be honest. I mean, TikTok was $200 million fund. I'm sure they paid out more than $200 million. These These companies have a lot of money from investors and themselves, yes. and they want attention. Once they have, Just like I was talking about with TikTok when I started, I wasn't worried about monetization. I was worried about attention. Really, all this, all we're discussing is about getting people's attention. Once you have people's attention, whether it's on Instagram stories, uh, whether it's at your physical store, yes. whether you're on this corner selling stuff, if you have people's attention, you can sell. It's as simple as exactly. that. Exactly. It's a way to make money. It is. So obviously, Snapchat is putting a lot of money in to get people's. So YouTube. Sorry, not resellers, but like. Uh, TikTokers and video creators' attention. They all so want to compete can, with TikTok. Because they, they want the attention of people watching TikTok videos to watch the spotlight videos. It's as simple yes. as that. Yes, and uh, hey, might as well take advantage of it. That's why you're posting in all it of feels, them now. It feels like the gold rush. It does. It feels like to me what I imagine eBay might have been like in 1995 or you know some other companies at the ground floor. It feels like all of this is the future. Like I said, I don't know if TikTok is the future. I don't know if any of these particular sites, even eBay or Facebook Marketplace, is the future. But the way we're using technology 
it may be put into a different technology or a different different uh, app, maybe a different platform, a platform. But, still be the, but the way we are using it is the future. Being able to make these short videos about your life, whether you're an you know someone who does um, you beat know ad farms or, or beat farms, if you're Dwight Dwight Schrute. <laughs> Don, do you even get that reference? <laughs> exactly. You know, she didn't watch The Office, guys. Oh, but no. whatever you're interested in, like that short form stuff is hot right now. I can only imagine it getting hotter with the attention span of people going yes. down every year. Like, I don't even personally have the attention span to sit down and play video games anymore, often. I do play them, but not like I did when I was younger. Yes. Just, you know, and I remember reading books for hours, and I can hardly, you know, I read a lot, but I read, like, short articles and snippets and stuff. Yeah, you know, the fact that my dad, who's 70 years old, who at first, when we started, all these social media things started, I remember when he said well, uh, the internet was a fad. Do yep. you remember that? Yep. Okay, so this is my I think dad. we were talking about the Facebook part of it. Yeah, that. he thought, oh, this is a fad. That stuff won't be around forever. Well, look what it's involved into already. And this is the man that said that. And when Carrie and I started posting on TikTok, um, we're like, here, just download TikTok um, so you can kind of see what we do. And it's also, you know, kind of like Facebook a little bit. You know, if he posts something on there, then we can all view it from, you know, the grandkids and all that stuff can view it and still be a you know, see things in grandpa's daily life or whatever. And uh, now he literally is addicted to this app. And he is 70 years old. He, he, I don't know how many times when we're all basically on our own TikTok, scrolling through watching our things, he'll come in and be like, you got to see this one. You got to see this one. And he's coming and he's showing the us time, these. Yeah. And he's he doesn't just so realize he could text those it. to us and yeah. stay in his room. But. He doesn't know uh, technology, but he is so excited about this. And he has this cat um, that's really cool. And he's like, I want to start videoing my cat and put like, it on. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll show you how to do it. So for it, it's just so amazing how my dad, who's not technology savvy whatsoever, except for maybe on his his real computer where he does his uh, little online slot machine thing that's just you know a fake slot machine like type my of dad thing. who used to play chess yes. on his phone all that day. and that's as far as my dad's uh, th uh technology ever went was you know something simple like that but now he's just on that tiktok non-stop and it's so entertaining he, he, the best part is is he's laughing and he, you can hear him laughing from the other room. So it's a great way to, you know, it is a, a good thing to be fun and stuff. It, and it's, it's such, I can't, I mean, if you guys get anything from our channel, from our um, podcast is just get into selling. Start now if it's something you want to yes, do. Yes, do it and now. And start doing TikTok. Seriously. How many people, we did a live yesterday on my TikTok. How many people from this, this time yesterday to today, how many new followers do I have in that amount of time? Well, at least a thousand. At least a thousand. Yeah. And that, I've had I've had days where I went up over ten thousand followers in one day. What app? YouTube. And this has not <laughs> happened once. This happens. I mean, I've had a thousand plus days, like seventy times. Yeah. Well, just get on social media. It's in, insane. In general, like the Instagram. Uh, it seems like if you're going to be a reseller nowadays and you want to have another form of possible income, it is being an influencer on social media. And then not only that, you're creating the relationships with other resellers to help you uh, get more information about maybe what they look for, what you should be looking for, uh, things that you didn't know even existed about what to look for. Because like Carrie said, when he was panning through that, that place, 
at Savers, he had no idea that bottle was worth any yeah. money. They told him, his followers told him, and he has relationships with people. I have built relationships through Instagram and TikTok with other resellers it's or a other way, furniture it's a way, people. It's a way to connect. Yeah, and I've had uh, a, a couple of people send me samples of their decoupage paper um, telling me to give it a try. Uh, and I th that's exciting for me. Or other resellers saying, hey, I saw this. You might want to try this. Or, hey, I'm interested in that. Or, how did you do that? And then I can do that for them. So it's a way to build uh, relationships with other resellers for information, for help, for, you know, even just a conversation with somebody on a day about daily life, which is which is fun, too. And, and the word influencer kind of sometimes has a negative connotation. But realistically, like, all it means is you just have people... That, that follow you and you follow them. Like w most of the people that, a lot of the people we watch uh -huh. don't have a ton of followers. We just love their perspective. We love their sense of humor. We love their videos. We love their videos. I mean, because a lot of it's TikTok. So really, it, there's, so, there's, there's people out there, and I think this is heartening. There's people out there you can help in this world that are waiting to hear your perspective on something. Yeah, I loved, I loved talking to Dusty Frogs. I was so excited about yeah, you were talking stoked. to her. Uh, and she doesn't even have that uh, large of a following, but she, oh, she will. will. She will. She will. <laughs> She's amazing. And I, I, knew, I wanted her perspective on how she does things because she's doing something different that uh, I might want to try. And same thing with Carrie. He talks to all these other people like Thrifter Sifter and Lime Creek Boutique and Colts Comics and all these people, other people on TikTok and Instagram. It's like the best part is getting to know and all these people exactly. and learning and just uh, honestly getting like real sincere relationships with other people. Yeah. It makes life a lot more colorful and a lot more interesting. Yes. Everybody's helping each other. It's the community. Um, being a reseller. I don't know if you're wanting to go down that road of uh, doing social media, but even if you don't want to be an influencer or, or, or whatever, get to that point. Just showing and putting your daily life out there will also help you sell your items. Yes. Because it will make it interesting behind things. People will buy something from you just because they saw you buy it at a thrift store. They've seen your daily routine. They've seen you out there doing it. And or they, they will like, legitimately want, want that it. item. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But, I mean, seriously, that's what probably caught their eye was the fact that you're out there doing it even more so than the item itself is because look I think that happens sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no, but it's, go ahead. It, it's a good point what you're saying like I've had that happen a lot of people there are, I don't know if it's a lot but there are some people who follow me who aren't resellers I think exactly. they just like watching thrifting videos or they like seeing you know similar to America Picker stuff why and do people, you not watch Storage Wars Pawn Stars because it's and all fake that. no that's people, why I don't watch why it. do people watch them though oh why do they watch yeah they want to see that thing you find they want to American find the find yeah they want to see the story behind it. They want to learn some history behind it. They want to see you actually physically finding it. And I think that's why Instagram and, and TikTok are great because the, the negative on those shows is that they're set up. It's still interesting to see the finds, so I still see them. Oh, a lot. yes. But um, our stuff is like they see it in like literally when we find it and then we share it with them. And a lot of times, like I was saying, with people who aren't in this world, they just like, oh, that's such a cool item. I never would have, you know you know, seen that item if you didn't show me and I kind of want that item now. Oh, it, yeah. It gets a lot of people into not, not even reselling sometimes, but thrifting and, and the whole culture behind Yeah, that. I've bought in uh, Carrie's, uh, before I really got into my TikTok, I actually went on the Carrie's TikTok and he had some uh, 
people. And I remember I bought that little piggy butter dish from yes. my friend. I've seen on his TikTok. Treasure Coast Pickers. Yeah, yeah, Treasure Coast Pickers. Um, he On his timeline or his feed of TikTok or whatever they call it, um, I went through it and was scrolling through it. And I seen that one of his people he was following was another reseller. And I seen he had this cute little piggy butter dish. And I was like, oh my gosh. I've got to have that. I bought it. I didn't care how much he was asking for it. And I wasn't going to try and ask for less because I knew he was doing that for a living. And I wanted the item bad enough and I paid for it. Um, but I wanted it that. I mean, that's just all part of uh, of the fun and stuff. So, yeah, you get to build these relationships. You make money. Um, you learn lessons. Uh, and, it's, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, if you're a reseller, you don't have to go to that extreme and be an influencer or or whatever but it's good to at least do it for the part that if it is reselling is going to be your your basic thing or you quit the nine to five and now reselling is your main bread or and you butter, just want to make more money part yeah, time. is uh social media can help you sell your items not just your story but your items so we encourage you if you're not on tiktok you're not on instagram, instagram Snapchat, you can try all the other YouTube. ones too Get on Facebook. there, open up an account, DM me, American Arbitrage, DM Dawn, 1851 AD. If you want to. If you want. I'm just saying you could DM us, let us know you started. We will go follow you. We will interact with your posts. We want to get to know people. We want to be a part of this larger community. And there's a lot of people out there, including myself, for until I was 35. And I was watching the YouTube videos for a good 10 years almost before I started on doing the social media, about eight and a half years that were just in the community but weren't interacting. And, and I didn't really want to even share my eBay at first. I remember vividly I didn't want to share my eBay when people asked. Yes. And then I just slowly started doing it, and it was the best decision I've made. Yes. Honestly. And it's changed my life. And even in some small way, it could it could help us all, I believe. So we appreciate you all for being here at the podcast. We need to do another one of these quickly because we've yeah. been taking a longer break than usual on them. Uh, we're just so dang busy and it's exhausting sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure you all know if you're We were reset. serious about this one. We really wanted to get this one done. And we will be back within a week or two to do the next one. And we'll uh, come up with an interesting topic to talk about for sure. Yeah, if you guys want to also uh, DM him or me about a topic you'd like us to yeah, cover. Yeah, please do. If you want us to go in depth on anything like how to do videos, how to sh how we sh ship, or how how we negotiate, or whatever you want to Whatever ask topics us to do. you guys want to hear more about, let us yeah, know. We'll it, write them down. Maybe even do a, a Q&A kind of episode if you guys want. So that's something we would, we would like to hear some feedback on if you guys would. And also, if you got this far and you enjoyed the podcast, if you can go leave us uh, a review on Apple, on the podcast app, yes. or any of the podcast apps you're on, if you could leave us a, a review, let us know how we're doing. We would love that. Yes, please. We appreciate you all, and we will talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody. You too. Thank you.